Hey there, and welcome to the Agency Rockstars podcast. I'm Dana Lindahl, and I'm the founder of LegendaryLeadGen.com, where we help B2B companies become authorities in their industry, set more sales appointments, and convert those appointments into more sales. We also help other agencies sell our patented process on to their own clients. And we truly believe in the value of building and creating relationships, and in that being the main driver of new sales for agencies. So... Stick around to the end of the show. We're going to be revealing how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing agency podcasts on the planet. All right, let's get straight into it. All right, rock stars, welcome back to the show. I am your host, your MC, the stage manager, Dan, and I'm joined today by yet another rock star because you are listening, of course, to Agency Rockstars, and we bring you rock stars in the agency world. And today, I am joined by Josh Doherty, who is the co-founder and CEO uh, of an agency called A Brave New, and I can't wait to get into this story. Josh, welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, absolutely. So let's let's get a little bit into your story, if we could. I love story time, and we like to hear you know the behind the music, right? Um, as we talk about rock stars, uh, how did you get into running an agency? What's your backstory before A Brave New, and how did you get here? Yeah, so I don't know, like most people, my agency experience is a meandering path. I don't know how many people set out in their life and think about, oh, I'm going to get into marketing and I'm going to run an agency. I haven't met a ton of people. There are some. So props to you if you are that person. But my journey started out, I was a humanities major in college. I worked in nonprofit and ended up doing marketing at one of the nonprofits I was working at fell in love with that and switched over to an agency. And while I was there, I had like the big benefit. I was lucky enough, I think, to join an agency that had a leadership that was willing to take chances on things. So I started like as a copywriter, but I'm always that person who's thinking about like, and this next, what could I do next? Or what could I do after that? And um, moved into doing brand strategy, content strategy, worked us under some really smart people. And they eventually at that agency allowed me to build up an experience design team that was running brand experience design, digital strategy for that whole agency. And so that was like an amazing experience to have a, a leadership team that was willing to say, you have an idea, you can sell it, go for it. That kind of helped me get my legs under myself to be able to actually think maybe I could do this on my own. As well as it was there that I met Polly Yakovich, the co-founder of my agency. And so we started dreaming together, starting thinking about like, what what would it look like to build an agency that could be super focused, that could be a little more human than agencies often are, or larger agencies I should talk about. I think small agencies do a good job of being human, but where we don't have as much red tape, we're actually caring about the people and not having our employees work 70, 80 hours and then spitting them out after 18 months doing all those things and thinking about how do we do that different? So that was the meandering path. Once we got our feet under it, we were maybe naive enough and brave enough to think we can dive in and start a company. And so that was six years ago, almost seven years ago. And now we're learning and it's been like an up and down journey throughout that. But I think um, we're learning, getting better every day. I don't know if I would have jumped knowing what I know now, but I'm really happy that I did it and um, that we've been able to build what we have built. It's probably a good thing that we can't always see the future, right? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm curious, Josh, how how often does that what's next attitude benefit you now as the leader of this agency? 
I mean, I think that's everything. I think that's everything both for like leading an agency and for leading clients, right? So as I think about it, I have a big belief that like marketing is this can be a transformation agent inside of organizations. And so that, you know, almost every business or entrepreneur has like this very big idea they're trying to achieve. And I think marketing can be the catalyst to try to push that. Now, I'm the type of personality and Polly, you know, co-founder is the type of personality where we're always trying to look around the corner and see like, where are we going? We have this big idea. Let's do maybe we maybe we don't know all the steps to get there, but we can do the first next step and then reevaluate and figure out what the step is after that. And now we're getting a little more experience right in our careers. I've been in agency business for almost 15 years. I now know a little bit more about, you know, what the next steps are. Um, but I think like that's, so it's big that way. And then the other thing is being in digital marketing, there's new technology, new approaches every single day. And so we're always thinking about having that what next, what's next attitude helps us always to think and stay in front of where um, the market is going and where our clients are, even though sometimes we're maybe half a step ahead of our clients, which we don't always like to admit. Oftentimes we're you know, much more expert, but we're able to kind of, I think this, that curiosity exploration is key to being successful as a business owner and in the agency space. And it cracks me up that you say, I know a little more than I used to after 15 years. Like yeah. <laughs> how that's, that's some humility right there, Josh. I love that. that. That's good humility. So let's talk a little bit, a bit about those 15 years and what does mm. growing and scaling look like for you? How do you grow and scale uh, at your agency? Yeah. So this is a, I think it's a pretty important question for every agency owner to grapple with. We started out, there were three of us. We're at 14 people today. We're growing and we've done it all bootstrapped. We put in a you know a couple thousand dollars to get started, have the benefit of the internet and computers, right? So it was a little bit easy to get into it. Um, I honestly think like one of the biggest things is about mentality and about having a partner for me that could push me forward. So at every step of the way is Paul and I have moved through the journey. There's, you know, there's blood, sweat and sweat and tears and scaling and it's exhilarating. It's the most exciting thing to do, but it's also tough. I think that's like a life lesson, right? Mm -hmm. But um, without a business partner, I think like having that push pull, at least the way Polly and I work together, where one of us can be up and ready to go and run and charge the next hill. The other one's like, I'm kind of tired, but they can follow the lead of the other is really important. And then like, so partnership is really important, but then there's the really the practicality of like, what do you technically do to scale? Because we go through, I feel like there's spurts, right? We've had numerous 50 to 100 year percent growth years and there, and then we'll have a year where we're kind of retrenching and figuring out how to do work at this newer level. And I think it's really three things. The first is this um, willingness to take the right risks. So you don't take all the risks, but there are in scaling, you have to take jumps and believe that you're going to land on the other side. Now, as you're into your work a little bit more, you get more used to that and able to do that mm-hmm. without, um, without taking risks that, you know, you can take a jump and it could totally mess up, mess things up. And we've certainly done that. I think the other thing is to really be metrics driven. So we've, um, we're part of an agency group that helps us look at like the metrics that a 14 agencies across the board are looking at, right? So we can say, how are you measuring the effectiveness of your people? How are you measuring when you should bring in new hires? How are you doing all this? What's efficiency look like? And so I think it's knowing those metrics and knowing, okay, this is when we need to add to the team, et cetera, because we're hitting the 
the places we're at. And then I think the final piece is most agency owners, if you're like me, are, and I think a lot of them are, have like a bit of crazy in them, right? They're wanting to grow. They're wanting to go for it. They're wanting to do it. And so it's also figuring out, like we have ops people, like expert project managers who can help us sustain, because I can think of every time I hear about an exciting project, especially an exciting brand project, because that's what I am specifically interested in. Like, mm-hmm. of course we can do that. And of course we can do it in this time frame. And I need those people who are going to create structure to help um, be the yang to my yang in the scaling process so that um, we can deliver as well as promise because both those things are super important vision and um, the execution on the ground. And I think that's been part of the learning process to know that sometimes the flashy is really valued, but sometimes it's the people who aren't flashy who are behind the scenes being a backbone for you that make the scaling possible. Yeah. Kind of pull Josh back in. I can hear it. I can just hear it. Um, <laughs> Josh, one of the things I, hear, I heard you say that I just want to kind of highlight is um, both with your, your co-founder and also with like the agency group, it sounds like one of your things for Josh Doherty in particular is partnership and collaboration. That seems pretty important, huh? Pretty core to who who I am and who where how I show up every day. Yeah, interesting. I think that's really cool. A, a cool part of your success. Um, and speaking of success, I'd love to hear more about one of like one of your clients. Maybe what's a what's a success story uh, that highlights yeah. how you serve those clients? Yeah. So I'll talk specifically about like kind of the sector we look at first, and then like I'll zero in on a client. So we work with people who are selling. It's a really interesting niche people are selling really a high value product so anything that's like a hundred thousand to a million and a half dollars to help them build out a marketing program Mm -hmm. and ideally for a client i think i'm thinking about a specific tech client that we have in the seattle area here um we like to come in from the ground floor so we like to think about like how can we help you with like really dialing in your branding so this client we started with two years ago they came to us they're really established successful company but their brand had just grown organically they hadn't thought much about not just refreshing their um, logo, look, feel, things people think typically think about their brand, but like, what is that unique kernel that makes them, you know, special? Mm. Why? How do they stand out? You think about in branding. I mean, classic examples like Volvo and this idea of safety. They don't have the safest cars, but everything everyone thinks they're safe, you know, and they are safe cars, just not they're the safety people. And so, with this client, we were brought in, and we had a six month opportunity to totally rethink their brand and really dial in where it was. They had just gone through an acquisition. So we were also thinking about how do we not only help them dial in what makes them unique, but also understand what is the unique value that this acquisition brought in and how does that create a better company together? And I'm a big believer that brand not only influences marketing, right? It influences culture. It influences your operations. So we were able to think about like, okay, now let me come up with this um, key idea how do we then rally everyone in the company around it? Because if they're not on board with the brand at the end of the day, it's just a marketing campaign. It doesn't really work. So that's, mm-hmm. we got to do that. And then we help with brand implementation where we did a website. We did, um, we did help them get ready for some conferences that they're doing with Microsoft others so that they could really make a splash with this new refresh, which is super important to be able to make that external splash in, a, in addition to bringing in people internally. And then finally, like over that process, the reason we love working that way is it builds trust to be able to push in the right ways. 
if they're going to trust me with like that main idea of their brand, I'm going to be able to have the hard conversations about like when we get into marketing, we need to move this way. And it doesn't seem, it may seem counterintuitive right now. It may be an investment, but it's going to pay off in the end. So now two years on, we're running their, um, their, their entire demand gen program. So from account-based marketing to inbound marketing, we help them manage their brand. And again, that collaboration theme comes through. Polly and I are all about how do we embed? How do we get to know you really well? How do we become your trusted person? And then our trusted group of people, I should say, as an agency, and then become part of your team. Because I feel like the best ideas are where you're, we're bringing in some expertise, obviously, and some external um, viewpoint that makes us see things a little bit clearer, but then they're bringing their brilliance about what they're doing. Um, and I think at the nexus of those things is where like some amazing marketing can happen. Yeah, right on. That's a great, that's a great example. Um, and, and and again, I love the, the collaboration, that that kernel of uniqueness that makes you special is, was a really good part. Um, I love that. So as that trusted advisor, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of pain points with your clients. What are some of the biggest pain points that you're noticing right now with those clients in the industries that you work with? Totally. Um, gosh, there's a lot of pain points. Like the last year has been a difficult year for business, as you know, mm. and I think one of the biggest pain points is people figuring out how to do, and this is well, how to do more to with less with their marketing. This is obviously always a challenge, right? But in COVID-19 with lots of revenue streams going away in the last year, there is a very much increased pressure on marketing teams to show greater metrics towards sales and also to close the sales cycle. And so what we've seen is I think that pressure can lead to um, marketers in organizations being pressured to give up things that are foundational to their brand positioning in order to get the quick close or the quick sale. So that's something that we always have or having to work with of how do we support the quick sale because that's what sales needs. And obviously the company needs revenue, to, but how do we also work on building using inbound marketing, the equity of the brand um, for the long term? So that's one thing. I think also... Another challenge is just like, how do you reach an audience effectively in an era of so much noise? And you think of social media, you think of everyone can have a podcast, you think of everyone can do all these things. So like, how do we get into these uh, micro niches for people so that they can actually be successful? And that's hard, especially for a larger company. Think back to this tech company, they do everything from um, bare metal infrastructure for large companies all the way through or like in multinational enterprises, I shouldn't just say large companies through to like cloud consulting. So they're in every niche. So it's almost about how do we build micro multiple micro niches so they can get heard. And I think that's a really big challenge. And then the final thing is how do you keep someone engaged through a 12 month sales cycle? That is a like, most people don't want to talk to a company for 12 months, but we need to be front of mind with them yeah. during that time so that when they're ready to pull the trigger and make that buying decision, um, the companies that we're marketing for are front and center in their minds. And again, be able to do that while rising above the noise because who else is trying to stay in front of them for the next 12 months, right? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so good. And and what do you, and one of the things that like one of the first points you made was that quick win versus the, like the building a long-term relationship. Do you mm -hmm. have a piece of advice for anybody, especially in the agency world? It's like, well, yeah, I, fa I face that too. What, how do you build rather than find or walk that line between quick versus build? 
Yeah. Um, well, I can talk to my agency experiences that building just for quick can be disastrous. We started out doing taking any and all project, like I think lo- most agencies do. And we had to make a decision. And I think this is where Polly and I have our little bit of crazy, which is nice. But we got like two and a half years in and we were stuck at a growth you know, a p- place where it's like, we can't seem to grow anymore. We need to really dial down what specifically we're doing, what niches we're working in. And we went through a nine month fired all but two of our clients and rebuilt our, our um, like services from the ground up. And it resulted in 100% growth the next two years because we were very focused. And then at that point, I was very much about, I'm going to talk to most people, but I'm not going to say I'm going to do everything, which is really hard for me as someone who likes to like dive in. But I'm going to say, are you the profile, the company that I'm really an expert at helping? Are you the, um, are you the, do you have the type of challenges that I think we can really deliver for? And we could get really specific on that. Now that also helped our marketing because we could, and these were targeting, right, to shorten our sales cycle. But also with our marketing, it got way easier to think about, like, I'm not no longer boiling the ocean in the content I'm creating. Mm-hmm. I'm now building super focused content around a couple specific things that we can do, which we believe are the best ent- entry points into the work we do. Yeah. Great insight. Thanks, Josh. Um, <clears throat> so I've got one big question to get to at the end, but I want to make sure that those listening that are thinking, okay, I got to connect with Josh. I want to find a brand new. I want to, where, where do you send people so they can learn more about you and, and your agency? So pretty easy to find. And um, it's like a brave new world without the, a brave new, without the world piece. I was thinking that. On there. All right. What's that? I was thinking that when, every time yeah. I, 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 when I was doing my research, I was like, wait, a brand new, a brave new world, a brave. Yeah. So awesome. A brave new.com. Yeah. And so it's meant to be really like helping people fill in the, the blanks, but on there, we have like long form resources. You can check out. There's a blog post, the blog that we keep up to date. We have a podcast ourselves that Polly runs. That's all about having those conversations with marketers who have really brave ideas that are trying to think about, think outside the box. So that's a good place to go connect. If you want to have, just like browse and look, which I know a lot of people want to do. If you want to have conversations, I think like LinkedIn is the best place. So like both Polly and I are on there. You can search for a brave new, or you can just look for Josh Doherty or Polly Yakovich on um, LinkedIn. Happy to chat that way. Um, You can also go on our website and just book some time with me. There's a booking link under my bio. So happy to connect in any way. We're always looking for new um, agency collaborations because we don't do everything. We're looking for people that can do the other things because the other thing is I'm in my sales process and even with our clients, I'm turning down a decent amount of work because I want to be in the niche that we can really deliver on. But I also love to know other agency owners and agencies that do the great things I don't do so that we can pass the love around because I really believe that there is this abundance that there's enough work for everyone and how do we actually pass on that kind of abundance mentality um, so that we can get some good karma coming back. But also it's more fun to work with cool people that you want to have a drink with. So like, right. let's do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. A brave new, not a brand new, the, the brave new, you do branding, a brave yes. new. All right. Um, very cool. Awesome. Well, so you've given some great advice, Josh. And, and, and in fact, that right there was, you know, the working with others, the abundance, men, abundance mindset was such great advice. Um, but let's see if I can squeeze one more out of you. Is there anything that you've learned uh, over the years or any advice that you've heard that seems counterintuitive at first, but then has a massive impact on your business? Hmm. 
two things come to mind. So I'll give you a, a two for hopefully this is helpful to people. The one thing is that we're in a we're in a time when there is every decision needs to be data informed, right? But also a lot of times we're always waiting for the perfect set of data to make a decision. Hmm. Something for me, and this may be old school, but something I've learned over time is that about 90% of my t- the time, and now there's certainly I'm backing up my decisions with data, but I wait too long to make the important decision. Hmm. Whether it's a staffing decision, whether it's a positioning decision, whether it's this client isn't working out and let's either refactor the relationship or find someone else that can help them. So often I'm holding on so preciously to those things that I wait too long. And if, and I'm learning and I have learned to jump quicker when my gut tells me, or when Polly and I are having the conversation and we're like, weird, we both feel the same way about this. Let's pull the bandaid off and let's make the decision. And afterwards on the other end, we're always like, that was the exact right decision. Yeah. But um, it's so hard to not, to make that decision quickly. I think the other thing that I've learned that is kind of counterintuitive is that saying no is the path to growth. So like, and I talked a little bit about this before, but I think focus on what you want to be, where you want to go is the way to grow as opposed to trying to be everything for everyone. Because this world today is not about like, there's so much noise again, going back to that brand idea is if you are trying to be everything to all people and you're trying to do all the products, not only is that going to be a mess marketing wise, it's going to be a mess operationally for your people. It's going to be chaos. And so it's like dial in on what you think you actually are the best at and pursue that and say no to everything else. And you will be able to grow easier. It's not going to be easy to grow, (laughs) but it'll remove a lot of the barriers because you can really focus yourself and your team around those goals. Excellent. Josh, thank you so much. Josh Doherty with A Brave New, a great agency out of Seattle. Josh, thanks for being a part of Agency Rockstars, my friend. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Agency Rockstars podcast. If you're an agency owner who would like to appear in this podcast, please visit legendaryleadgen.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you found this episode valuable, I would really appreciate you sharing it on social media. Even just a quick screenshot of the episode showing on your phone shared to social media would be great. If you truly enjoyed the episode, we'd also really love a rating in your favorite podcast player. Please give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Thanks again for listening. I'm Dana Lindahl, and if you want to connect, you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find more information about everything we're currently doing at legendaryleadgen.com. Thanks for listening, and hope to hear from you soon.